tripping over sideways, tumbling down the stairs. You got me right there. You got me, got me love drunk. Maybe spin the bottle. Come on, baby, truth or dare. You got me right there. You got me, got me love drunk. Your dress is so cute. Thank you so much. I got it from uh, I got it from Target. It's adorable. Thank you. The funny thing, or no, I didn't get it from Target. Um, I actually got it from Old Navy, and it's very funny because when I bought this dress, um, I was in the fitting room trying it on, and the dude I was hooking up with texted me and was like, do you want to come over? And I was like, okay. So I wore this dress to, to the hookup. But it's also like, yeah, that's great that you use that opportunity uh-huh. to showcase your new exactly. treat yourself gift. He was the first one to see my treat yourself gift, which is absolutely hilarious. That's perfect. Hello and welcome to Love Drunk. I am here with the wonderful, incredible, my very, very good friend, Miss Shannon Cloud. Miss Shannon here. Cloud. Miss Shannon Cloud. Look at her. She's here. Thank you. Everyone look at me. <laughs> we'll, we'll post a picture. They can look at you. <laughs> Check out the, the Love Drunk Insta story. She's on there. She's on the highlight reel. Don't worry about it. Uh, here on Love Drunk, we do allow the guests to pick the poison and anything is on the table except for... Gin. That's right. We do not drink gin here on Love Drunk. If you want to drink gin on a podcast, then start, start your, own your own podcast. podcast. Hell yeah. You That's are, what I'm always saying. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm always saying that. I'm always saying that to people is that people need to, to start their own podcast, honestly. I have gotten not backlash. I wouldn't call it backlash. I have had a lot of people reach out to me asking why. Why the gin? Why the gin rule? For or, me, I think that the host should have whatever they mm-hmm. whatever rules they want. So it's strange to me that they're even reaching out. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I think that it's also people who want to be on the podcast who like gin and they're like they feel alienated. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but guys, it's nothing personal. Also, you know, how could it a- be personal? It's your liquor. <laughs> I mean, we only as a society have so many liquors. Exactly. So it's just like I don't know, guys, gin hurts my stomach. That's all I can say about it. It's okay if a gin company never wants to sponsor me. That's totally fine. I completely understand. Or maybe it'll be a joke where one day I, I am sponsored by this gin that I've never I've never actually tasted before. I don't even know if it's good or not. <laughs> That'll be the, the joke in the commercials. Honestly, I'll be like, dude, I think you haven't had the right gin. <laughs> but that's just coming from someone who likes gin because I keep uh-huh. forgetting that that's the one that you don't like because for, it's just one of the liquors to me. The one I, I don't yeah. have any that I don't dis well yeah i don't do whiskey and i don't do mm-hmm. bourbon whatever any dark liquors okay i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of dark liquors but i can drink yeah. them they but don't gin, they don't cause me problems rum, tequila and vodka mm-hmm. are all kind of the same camp vodka is the most mild yeah but when it comes to the rest i'll just like yeah anything mixed with juice i'll drink <laughs> i guess like i don't know but that's just my my stomach that's yeah my of course it's, it's it's yeah it's it's the fact that i have had really really bad stomach aches and then found out that I had consumed. You might gin. be allergic. Then I, I thought I truly I might, and a lot of people pull the whole like alcohol's basically the same when it comes down to it. It's all in your head, and I'm like, actually, it's in my stomach, friends. It hurts. I don't like the pain it causes me. It's definitely a poison, uh-huh. objectively, regardless oh, of yeah. what type. So I think that yeah, each human has the ability to mm-hmm. tolerate. Mm-hmm. A certain amount of different ones. Right. Speaking of poison, Shannon Cloud, what are we drinking? We're gonna drink a Malbec because mm-hmm. I am a cloud woman, and that's our that's our beverage of choice. That's the cloud coat of arms. It's yes. a glass of Malbec. My it's, mother yeah. and my sisters introduced me to Malbec uh, at an early age of twenty one years old. Amazing! Right, right at the pure time to be uh-huh. introduced. 
No, but my mom's a red wine drinker. My whole mm-hmm. family is the of the camp that it makes you better and it makes your heart healthier um, <laughs> because that is the cutest lie of society. Yes, I red wine is good for you. I like these wine episodes. I like the wine episodes. Not, they're chiller. They they are more chill, and it's it's truly not that I dislike any sort of episode, but you know you have to you have to gear up for a for a liquor episode. Yeah, you know? that because you yeah exp- expe- you gotta especially. prepare yourself. You gotta get ready for wine. I can just kind of roll in and be like, oh, yes, this is what we're doing. Far so, more cash. Yeah, far more cash. So uh, this is something that I wanted to ask you, and I think we might have been talking about it recently. I don't know why, but for some reason, I want to talk about first kisses with you. Oh, first kiss. Yeah, I just think that that is like a, a fun, cute thing. And if you have like a good first kiss story, you should you should tell me. Well, what's, what's the story? I'll tell you Set this, the scene. Yeah, to, for context, mm-hmm. this girl was dying for a first kiss. <laughs> Since you were able to kiss since like 11, 12, uh-huh. 13, 14, 15, I feel like that was the window where I was like, it's not that I was waiting around or mm-hmm. trying to make it happen, but there was definitely the desire at an early age. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, for sure. But unfortunately, um, that didn't happen till 17. <laughs> it happened very late, and okay. the person I ended up kissing ended up being a real, real butt. So mine too. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I I super liked him at the time, but he ended up being a being a, a real piece of work that one. Yeah, at the time for me, it's never that I really liked this guy, but he mm-hmm. was available and interested. That's important. So in high school, it was about finding men who were available and interested. <laughs> that was always my mo. So I was like, I because I've always had incredibly high self esteem, mm-hmm. and at this point, I can say why. But then I didn't know why. <laughs> I didn't know why I was so confident all the mm-hmm. time because objectively I wasn't as pretty as all the Alexises in my grade, you know? Um, and so I always felt like I was competing with all these girls that were popular, mm-hmm. but um, it wasn't ever that they were popular. It's just that they had better genes than me and better names, I guess. <laughs> Shannon's a great Shannon's name. not a sexy name. Objectively, I think, okay. I feel like I've said Maybe. objectively like eight times, and it's like I'm definitely gonna lean on that word because for me, that's how mm-hmm. I justify any statement. I literally, I just put my foot up on the stool that you're sitting in, and Shannon scooted back, so I oh, had no, room. No. I'm it taking up two chairs right now. The scooting back wasn't so you had room. It was, yeah. It was. I was trying to be helpful. Yeah, she was helping me. I'm. I'm cross-legged on this. Uh, on this rolly chair. But I right didn't now, describe so. anything about this first kiss. Yes, please. Um, the first kiss. So my first kiss with Bart was great. Mm-hmm. This is entering codename territory. Amazing. Just really quick, I will go ahead and say if you're listening to this podcast, you get very worried, saying, "Oh my God, I've been involved with Charlotte Rose or Shannon Cloud." Fear not. We do have a list of code names. Uh, no one is going to know we're talking about you, but you'll know. Oh, but you'll you, effing know. You will effing know. I don't think Bart will be listening because of this context. Okay. Bart had been seeing a girl for about two years. I had no interest in him. He wasn't necessarily someone I was thinking about at all. Mm-hmm. We sat at lunch together every single day because there was like a group of us. Outside of this story, completely irrelevant, Post Malone was there. Uh, <laughs> I went to high did school, go to high with school with Austin Post, Post and they were friends, but Bart was buddies with Post, and 
whatever. Anyway. I can't deal. I found so, that out at a party. Shannon was like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you went to my school. Because Shannon and I went to to We the same district. We were, yeah, we were, we were in the, we, yeah, we, Bart, could, we were in the same district. Bart was involved in your area. He was over there. You were part of town at some point. He was? Yeah. Interesting. It, I don't know why but he definitely talked about your city a lot i don't know how I don't, i'm talking about your city like there's a code name for it Do you south lake about no <laughs> I, I i just say yeah i, I have mentioned that and you're from also, south lake and i'm from grapevine yeah <laughs> <laughs> they'll never find me now well it's it's funny because i i just had aaron on the podcast oh yes and, and we just I, talked I, I, about I, how we both went to high school in south lake it's yeah that the fact that y'all live together too is so funny to me because yeah anyway that that being said mm-hmm. bart had a girlfriend for two years and then they broke up and I had felt that he had liked me. You right. know, we'd been sitting at lunch together. He thought I was funny. Mm-hmm. And I didn't often feel liked by boys in a way that was romantic. Uh-huh. And so I thought that he had feelings for me. And so I think it was soon after they broke up, I was basically like, when are we going to hang out? Like, it was very implied. Okay. And then he asked me out on a date. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what I have been waiting for. Uh, senior year of high school. It's finally rolling around. Um, <laughs> so we went out to food. We went we went out on a run or something. We like went out running. Oh wow. Yeah, it was very fun. And I, I thought it was different. I don't know. I had never done anything like that. And then we went out for food and then I think he eventually asked me to go see Pulp Fiction oh, in the movie wow. theaters. Oh wow. Our movie theater was playing Pulp Fiction. And during the this screening he held my hand. <gasps> Important. For context, I had seen Pulp Fiction three times at this point. Oh, uh, my God. I was a bit of a film nerd, you could say. And I knew that the scene was coming up when Bruce Willis was going to go down on his wife. <laughs> um, and well, honestly, for me, it's like all the R-rated, like, literal violence of the film was, mm-hmm. like, that didn't bother me one bit during this date. But the fact that he was about to go down on his wife was really bothering me during this handhold. So I went to the restroom during that scene. <laughs> That is hilarious. Oh my gosh. And I was in the bathroom stall and I even Googled, I was like, how long's the, how long's the oral sex scene in Pulp Fiction? Because I was like 17 years old and just got my iPhone. He was very kind. He paid for it too. He had been working for a while. So in my head I was like, yeah, he could pay, he took me out. Mm -hmm. Um, But then he walked me up to my door, gave me a kiss. And then I said to him immediately after, that was my first kiss, you know. It was like, I literally sat in like shame for like a week. I was like, why did I say that? (laughs) I was like, there was, I was like, you've been waiting so long (laughs) for a normal thing to happen and you just made it awkward. But at the end of the day, the whole situation wasn't normal Mm because he had just broken up with his girlfriend. I didn't know how serious that was. I didn't mean to intrude. Yeah. Bart ended up going back to his girlfriend after two weeks of us having a a heated relationship. And that woman hates my guts. Oh, And has a name very similar to mine. Okay. And it's strange to me that I was the girl in between during that time. Okay. They are still together. Mm-hmm. He's studying criminology. <laughs> I don't know why I liked him. Other than, I can say, he looks like the perfect mix 
of Mark Duplass and Ron Livingston. My two, like, actors that I think are so good and they're so great, but it's Uh probably because of their looks. Like, I think that I, for some reason, have just, like, attached to them, but I think it's because they look like my first kiss Bart. (laughs) That's, you know what, and I think that that definitely is a thing. Like, I think for sure, because I was looking back recently, I, I fell into a Facebook hole, which is not good. I get very nostalgic, and then um, I'll go and I'll look through old Facebook photos. I go through Facebook so often. <laughs> and it's, it's not good for me because I get this weird sense of vertigo, really, is is I... You get dizzy You get dizzy. It. You go through all of it, and then all of a sudden you exit out of everything, and, and then you, you realize, realize. I, it's like a flash. You realize where you are now. It's like vertigo. You're like, the colors don't seem real right now. Like, I have to readjust. But I was going through old pictures, and I can't remember why. I, I had a reason. But I saw a picture of the first boy I ever kissed, Kyle. He and I, he had come to, it was weird, because he went to Colleyville. And it's great, because I can tell you this, because you know exactly. Dude, yeah. that was the competing district. Yeah, he went to he went to Colleyville Heritage High School. And he used to just come to our dances and stuff. Like, because he did community theater with, like, me and a bunch of my friends. Was he your year? Yes. Okay, okay. He was my year. And he used to, our, our community theater friends would bring people as dates, even if they weren't actually their dates. They would, like, put them down on their as their dates on paper and then go with someone else who was actually, like, from the district just so their friends could, like, come to our dances. And Kyle came to our theater banquet, and he had... And this was, like, when we were talking, but, but this dude was... Um, I was 15 at the time, and this dude was dating this girl but reached out to me because we were in community theater together and obviously he was a cutie like he was adorable and he was like the hottie of our community theater and he basically told me he liked me and that his girlfriend and he were breaking up for the summer because she was going away to camp wait what yeah i'm only doing that because boy who invited well no no no. context 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 same shit happened to me (laughs) Yeah, and so a boy he, told me he was breaking up with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I went to his theater banquet. All this, anyway. That's I'll get into I'll incredible. get into my experiences with Ulysses okay. very soon. <laughs> so yeah, so he came to our theater. Basically, he was um, I would call it emotional cheating. We did yes. not do anything physical. Actually, no. Yes. Wait, that's that is a lie. Technically, when we kissed, my first kiss, he was still dating his girlfriend. Which is just like a fun thing to Charlotte, share. Charlotte, why me, have we know? not talked about I this have before? No idea. Because we literally had the exact same experience. <laughs> that this boy basically, like, yeah, we're broken up and would make me feel comfortable. Uh-huh. And then I would find out that everything he said was a lie. <laughs> Yeah. So so he so he and I remember we were at our we were at a mutual friend's birthday dinner and he started texting me. We were sitting next to each other at this table and he was texting me. Sitting telling next me, to you texting you. Yes. And what I I was on my little sidekick with the little flippy the little flippy, not the slidey one, but like the it, the screen would flip out and I would be like texting, texting. And he told me that he liked me. And, like, told me that I was, like, gorgeous, I was sexy, I was amazing, like, blah, blah, blah. He and his girlfriend were breaking up soon. And so, basically, he, this dude was emotionally cheating, would would text me all the time. We used to say I love you to each other over text message when I was 15. Because, you know, you know when you're young and you, and you don't know what yeah. you think you know what love is. 
Um, yeah, love was never brought up with my guy mm-hmm. in this way, but it was the exact same hoops of just yeah. like, yeah, we're about to break up. Uh-huh. And so he and he knew that I had never kissed anyone before. And I have mentioned this before on the podcast, but I used to sit out of games of spin the bottle uh, because I wanted my first kiss to mean something. Charlotte, I <laughs> was dying to play spin the bottle and I have yet to ever and the only time it's ever come up mm-hmm. was for someone's short film, and that would have been fake. And I'm I, very upset about it. I want to play spin the bottle, and I okay. want everyone to just make out, but okay. I also don't want it to spin on me. Like, I, like I just want to be a part of it. No, I completely <laughs> understand. Our For some reason, the first year that I was at UT, I was... It was like I was kids are spinning the bottle a little more than these film oh, kids. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. It was so strange because... So, all of my friends were in the after training program, and apparently they had a lot of enemies. Apparently, I didn't realize this until later, but a lot of people were not like thrilled with these new actor training program kids coming in. So, they didn't have like a lot of friends in the department, and they were all sort of just like they were sticking together. So, they used to just like hang out in their dorm rooms, and I had a class with them, and I didn't know the drama because I had just transferred in. So, I had no idea about anything. What's up? <laughs> I literally just showed up and was like, hey, I'm happy to be here. Like, been going to community college for two years. Like, please. Accept me. Like, Like, please, please like me. I didn't know I would ever act again, so I'm really happy that I'm here. And I ended up going to, I went to community college because, like, my dad had passed away, financial stuff, figuring my life out. And then I got to UT and was like, and I get to act again? My dream? Get to go to school for acting? You felt so invigorated. I just felt, I was just so fucking happy to be there. I didn't know there was any drama. I was like, BFA, BA, who the fuck cares? I'm here. So, so I... And people are so precious about titles. Yeah. And that's in those scenarios because people are auditioning mm-hmm. and have this idea that that means they're better and it yeah. always and it always just means they're different. It, exactly. I really wish people could understand that that it's different flavors, it's mm-hmm. not different skill sets. Exactly. It's, really, it's just not, I don't know. I Truly. just it makes me very mad. <laughs> so anyway, um we all used to just hang out in each other's dorm rooms and I'm not kidding, we'd play spin the bottle or we'd play truth or dare and we'd play what are Film the odds. Some kids are way too bashful to no, get into that. that we, the, no one would ever be in a group and be like, oh, let's play from the bottle, and everyone would be like, I haven't had a, had a first kiss yet. <laughs> like, it was it was a very it was a very freshman year thing to do for sure. Yeah. But I always joke around where I say, yeah, our freshman year we hung out in people's dorms and we were either making out with or slapping each other. Like yeah. truly, we were either like shitting on each other, making each other do the worst fucking things, like the worst dares, <laughs> the most terrible dares we could think of, or dares we were are, making out, dude. The film majors, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. are the people who always answer truth. That's hilarious to me. Anyway, so so when I, but when I was in high school, when I was in high school, I always sat out truth or dare, or I always sorry, I always sat out spin the bottle, and then I played truth or dare. But if anyone dared me to kiss someone, I'd say no, I'm not going to do that. And thankfully, People also are, very respectful because yeah. they were all my friends. But this boy knew that I had never kissed anyone before. We've we that had, was your we first had, kiss. Truth or Dale? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, I wouldn't kiss people, but because of that, he knew that I'd never okay, kissed good, anyone. Good, 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 good. So then there was one time when we were talking, and it was a cast party for one of our community theater things, and we were we were talking, and we were like sneaky holding hands while watching a movie, and no one knew about it. But someone dared me to kiss him. They were like, "I dare you to kiss Kyle," and I got all embarrassed. And Kyle goes, "She doesn't have to." And they're like, no, 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 she's got to do it, she's got to do it. And Kyle's like, she hasn't had, she hasn't kissed anyone yet, it's fine, it's fine. And so, of course, he was like my knight in shining armor, because I was like, oh my god, I like him, and then you're being so nice to me. (laughs) So we all went out in a group, and then 
we went to go see <laughs> Natalie makes fun of me for this because I found a diary entry and I read it to her ah. um, about the moment Kyle broke my heart into and I talked about like <laughs> we went to go see Kung Fu Panda with a bunch of friends and I, I mentioned that in this very dramatic diary entry. I was like, we held hands in the darkness of the theater during Kung Fu Panda. And she, like, she doesn't bring that up all the time, but every once in a while she'll poke fun at me. But anyway, we went to see Kung Fu Panda. Sneaky held hands in the dark. And then all of our friends just kind of, like, happened to leave while we were like, oh, we're still gonna hang out. We're still gonna hang out. We're still gonna hang out. While kind of, like, eyeing each other, like, we'll be the last we're ones here. We're hanging out. We're hanging out. <laughs> uh, and then... And then finally our last friend left and I was like, oh yeah, my mom's about to come and get me. And we went to one of the parking garages. Just started like, did not even discuss this. Just went to the parking garage and got on the elevator and were alone on the elevator. And then we were like hugging and then he kissed me and he pulled away. And the first thing he said was, good first kiss. So I just think that that's funny parallels. You, but we had you the said, opposite experience yeah. where I like made it. I just threw it on him. I was like, by the way, but it was also very clear. I was. Mm-hmm. But that being said, yes. I've been very in the know about kissing uh-huh. since then. I oh, haven't. Yeah. Me saying it that way made it awkward. Yes, but the kiss itself was great. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that's the thing that matters. I always felt like I've been a pretty good kisser. I haven't ever had any situation where I felt like I was in the wrong. Oh, but yeah. I do feel like boys. It feels like are um, very. It's just rolling the dice. You meet a guy and he's mm-hmm. a six. You meet a guy and he's a one at it. That it's just so. I. It's th- so it, much of a gamble. It's <laughs> funny you bring this up. I have talked to people about kiss compatibility. Yeah, it's compatibility. It's a compatibility thing for sure. And I would. I don't know. I'm also a little I've been I've been drinking so I can't super remember all every single kiss I've ever had obviously well, that being said me and my dear friend Paige mm-hmm. previous guest on the podcast yes. go give it a listen if you're only tuning in for my episode Whiskey Coke with Paige Smith go give it a little listen Whiskey Coke with Paige Smith episode number I don't know six, six. I think Six, I think. We mentioned that I recorded an episode of a horrible pod, which I will also plug at the end of this, but she said that she was like, am I episode, and I was like five or six, and then today I checked and it's six. Uh, anyway, continue. Oh, you the reason Paige. I brought it up, me and Paige lived with our wonderful friend Hope, mm-hmm. um, a wonderful comedian and actress that we all love and adore. Mm-hmm. And one time they were all just up like writing down a list of all the men they've kissed. <laughs> And I could not understand why I was so upset. I was like, why are they doing this? And I went to my room and I was like, I was like, why am I so furious about like, I don't want to be in that room writing that list. I just don't like to recount the men I've kissed. I get very upset. Some women are very proud and or maybe like able to objectively judge or rank. And Mm -hmm. I just, for me, it's each situation was so different and my emotions were so caught up in so many feelings. Like I I just, I I don't want to ever Mm -hmm. look back at once. (laughs) Right. I don't, I don't think that I have kissed. I don't want to imply that I've kissed so many men that I just can't even remember. (laughs) But also keep in mind, theater kid, once the first kiss was out of the way, all bets were off. And I All bets were off. I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like idea. <laughs> I like kissing people. Um, if I'm drunk, I'll kiss my friends. It's it's a it's a 
I don't know. I'm a I'm a kiss it's slut. It's the main difference you know? between me and the theater kids, though. Because I remember me and Paige going to a Mitch's party, another mm-hmm. guest of the pod. Yes. Um, Mitchell Allison, uh, Four Loco with Mitch Allison. Yes. It was Mitchell. so much fun. And we went, and there was a, a decoration on the wall that said, fuck fake friends. And I had <laughs> never been anywhere in college where I was like, this is funny. Like, I was literally like, I would have never thought to put up a sign that says, fuck fake friends and me and Paige took a photo underneath it uh-huh. we're like this is so hilarious but at that party all y'all were making out yeah theater kids are <laughs> I was like horny. I'm gonna go home <laughs> I was like I just can't handle all these friends yeah. just having like casual feelings for one another <laughs> I will I will brag about there was one party I went to and it was hilarious because I used to get so done up for and I, I do I like getting dressed up I like getting all done up but usually I would go to parties like legs shaved, ready to go in case anything happened. And then there was this one party where I was like, fucking, I'm not going to shave my legs. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hook That's up That's always how anybody. it goes. This is the time that you least expect. Uh-huh. And then I, I made out with two, two boys at the party. Completely I've never said unplanned. that statement in my life, Charlotte. I made up with two guys at this party okay Do i think you guys that's the only the time i've men. ever done that i'm pretty sure that's the only no, 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 time no, i've it's ever totally done that great. i'm totally in support i just Thank wish you. that i was in those shoes i was like i never made out with more than one guy in one evening it was <laughs> hilarious because i truly there was one that i had wanted to make out with but i was like he's not gonna make out with me so when the other opportunity arose <laughs> i was like sure i'm gonna make out with this dude <laughs> and then the guy who i had wanted to make out with end up ended up making out with me and i was shocked i was like i can't believe it and then those guys started making out <laughs> You no, but they were <laughs> the next the next day I found out they were hanging out and I was like, they probably won't talk about me. And then I went to brunch the next day with one of my friends who was also when they were hanging out and he goes, Oh yeah, no, they definitely talked about how they both made out with you. And I was like, ah but I had been nervous because I was like, I was really drunk. I don't know if I was I, I don't know if I was a good kisser. I don't know if I did well. I hadn't kissed a boy in in, in a it had a been minute. in a minute. It had been a minute since I had kissed a boy, and my my good friend was like, "No, he's, they both said that you were a great kisser," and I was like, "Ah, nice. Okay, cool. Reputation intact. Nice." <laughs> but I don't. But it, it's just it's one of those things where if I had started when I was young and had just started kissing someone, I probably would have created a list. Now I don't think there's any point in going back trying to figure out totally. how many people I have kissed. What you were saying made me think of a... None of this is love. All these are just like very surface level uh, stories I have to say. But I... There's two guys that were really good friends named mm-hmm. Vince and Adam. Okay. And I had a good a good time with both of them at one point in the same year. Okay. And in my head, I've literally been scratching my head. Did, have Vince and Adam ever talked about this? Have they ever just brought up, oh, that night and you too? Like, uh-huh. I just want to know. <laughs> I just want to know. And I've talked to them dozens, millions of times since. I can't, dozen, in between dozens, in between millions. Somewhere okay. In between Somewhere mi- in between dozens and millions. I just can't believe that they probably haven't. Because they, they, I feel like it would have come up. If they had. Yeah. But I think, I think they don't know. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. I, don't I think, think they're unaware of those situations that happen very close to one another. <laughs> I very much, it's, it's something that happens with me. I know that if I find out that a guy, even if I think he's cute, even if I had an acting teacher once describe this and, and she said, and maybe she was just talking about theater and acting and plays 
and whatever, but truly I've applied it to life. She said that there are two kinds of relationships in the world. Sex is on the table or sex is off the table. And I have applied that to my life. I don't know and it's it's not something I use that like really affects me truly. It is, but it's not I, what drives you, but it but, does justify the situation. Exactly. And so <laughs> I look I look at people and there are moments in my head where I realize that like sex has moved from on the table to off the table. And it's a weird And then op- the opposite though is weirder. Mm-hmm. The opposite is weird. When it wasn't on the table at all, you and guys now are you're just like, hanging out and oh, then it was on. No. That being said with both Vince and Adam, I put it on the table with mm-hmm. both of them. Not in the sense that it did occur. Uh-huh. But <laughs> it is very strange to me that, yeah, it was not there before. And, and then, then all you of a sudden. It, and then you're like, wait a second. And then you make it very weird. <laughs> so it's, I have never, one of the big sexes off the table moves is if someone sleeps with one of, not even a, a friend. friend. If someone sleeps with a friend, Yes. But not even, like, a friend friend. Sometimes I'm like, if you have slept with too many people that I know, and it's not, please understand, I think that everyone should sleep with whoever they want to sleep with. Oh, yeah, totally. As long as it is consensual, Well, yeah, go, but when go it ahead. becomes, like, nuclear in that way, that, like, these are my yeah. planets and these are my orbits, like, you don't want to hear the stories of these other people uh-huh. having fun with that person if it's going to yeah. make you uncomfortable. So there was one person in particular that in, in I don't have a code name for them, but in my brain. You can make one up. I just realized I had to make up a new one when we were talking. Okay, let's call him Randall. So Randall <laughs> and I have been friends. We met in college. We've been friends for a few years. And we've had like an on and off sort of like every once in a while we make out at a party and then sort of be like, haha, and then like walk away from each other. <laughs> every once in a while we'd get flirty over text message, but then it would, you know, nothing would ever happen. It would fizzle. He would be seeing someone, I would be seeing someone, you know. It just, it things things didn't went match. that way. It didn't match. But he was, a, he was a friend of mine. I enjoyed his company. Not the only reason I kept him around. So... In the back of my head, I always thought that Randall and I would one day sleep together. It was just a thing where I was like, one of these days it's going to happen. And then I found out that Randall slept with a very good friend of mine. And then it it immediately changed. It immediately changed. And now I have vowed that I will never sleep with Randall. Because he slept with a very good friend of mine. And that's fine. Fine for her. Fine for him. They are adults. They made their decisions. Can never be the same. But it's not. I. I, That is so so weird to me. It's like if you have seen my best friend naked, you don't get to see me naked. That's that's. It's just that's how it works. That's how it works for me. That's the thing. Yeah, I can agree with you, but I've never really been in a situation where it's like a best friend seeing a person. Like, but that being said, you and I were just talking about it before we started recording that like Mm -hmm. a friend of ours is. You know, hanging out with one of these boys. Uh, oh, yeah, he didn't get a nickname yet. Oh, yeah, like, you were I, like, I need to give him a code name. I didn't even know I liked him until uh-huh. I started talking about him. We, um, should, we should call him Marco. Lester. Oh, I was going to call him Lester. <laughs> Marco Lester is a very great guy. And <laughs> one of our friends is hanging out with him tonight, and I'm like, have fun. But also, why wasn't I invited? I thought I was uh, who introduced y'all. But y'all have fun one-on-one. I mean, that is true. But she's fucking she, cute. I but mean. she did mention, she was like, oh, like, she said that she was recording a podcast tonight, oh, so no, I didn't no, no, invite her. No, no, totally. I, I'm never going to be, I've never been the person who's butthurt not getting invited to plans, because mm-hmm. for me, I can plan whatever I want to plan. That's true. <laughs> I, like I, I look at it in the sense that I have the agency in that, mm-hmm. that I can't be mad that someone's, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. I feel like the time I'll have the most fear of missing out is if, like, a friend gets married and I wasn't invited. <laughs> 
I would feel like, but I also like, I understand that, you know, sometimes it's 130 people and you have so many cousins. Uh I don't know. I'm never going to be so mad that I'm (laughs) going to ruin a friendship over it. (laughs) Yeah. I, there was one of my best friends from high school and granted she and I have definitely, we've definitely drifted apart. I would never say we weren't friends, but, you know, we went from hanging out every day in high school, getting lunch together every day, going to hockey games together. We were attached to the hip for a, for a very long period of time during high school. And then once we graduated and didn't live in the same city anymore, it became Stop. harder. And we'd, we'd, you know, Skype and we'd do stuff. And then just as we got older, we sort of drifted apart. But she still so close to me and like so close to just she's my my heart and soul and I got to go to her wedding and I was so happy and uh is this one the recently no not the most recent okay. one but I did go to her wedding last summer and it was weird because uh she made another one of our high school friends a bridesmaid but not me and I am like what and here's the thing <laughs> I was moving to Los Angeles did not have money to Partake. fly back and forth, buy a dress, do these things, go on the trips, whatever. If she had asked me, I probably would have had to say no. But when she didn't ask me, I was still like, what the fuck? What the fuck? It's funny how other people can have your best interest mm-hmm. in mind, and you know that, but it still bothers. It still bothers But I'm only you. saying that because I'm in the, that boat so often that yeah. I'm like, I wish they would have thought about me, but it's considerate of them to have not. They were like, they're so nice to have understood and, that I was busy, but uh-huh. I still would have loved you. And, and, then, <laughs> and then I found out what the situation was. I found out, like, it was a very, she, she did not, like, it was going to be her sister and, like, another two brides. More stuff, yeah. it, it was, like, the I everything was put into context, and I totally understood. And it was only, like, a month of me being, like, salty, of sort of, like, me, me, me. And then everything was fine, and then I went to the wedding, and it was a beautiful ceremony, and I hung out with all of them, and I hung out with my very good friend, who was one of the bridesmaids, and, like, it was fine. It did not matter Honestly, at all. Honestly, for me, all. I'm, like, less responsibility. I'm, like, <laughs> I can just come to this wedding and then, like, leave whenever I want. Yeah, and you like, just get to, like, get your... I've yet to be um, in a wedding party. <gasps> I'm about to be the maid of honor. Oh, my gosh. She's getting married. the maid of honor. My sister, Samantha. Samantha, I love you so much. Her last name's Cloud. My last name's Cloud. <laughs> She's marrying a man with the last name Smith. And when she visited, I was, like... You don't have to change it, Sam Smith. But I didn't mean to be oh so. St- I didn't. I didn't mean to be so like. Uh, you don't have to change yeah. it. But that being said, Cloud is objectively better than Smith. It is. I would say Cloud is just, but it's so. But she's a good. Like she'll rock it as a Sam Smith. Yeah. I'm not in. I'm not not in support of that. Mm. I'm just saying I'm more in support of Cloud. Quick, uh, so I'm mad because we've just gotten, I'm not mad, but we have just gotten so into these conversations and stuff. I feel like there are many, many questions that I could ask you related to this, but we'll start out. This is always the first question I ask, so I'm going to ask you, Shannon Cloud, do you believe in love? I do. Especially because we just introed this with talking about my sister's wedding and such. Uh Uh-huh. I certainly believe in love because I have so many examples of it in my Mm -hmm. life. I feel like I can lean on a lot of loving people that have showed me that love can exist Mm -hmm. that being said i don't think everyone finds love in life 
Same. And it makes me very disappointed. Because I'm so open that. to love and I want love to occur and I certainly have experienced it, but I don't think love exists in an objective way that everyone can touch and reach. Uh-huh. I think that some people aren't in situations that can allow them to feel that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I get disappointed by it. I get emotional about it that people aren't... Um, able to get to the point where love is a part of their life. So I don't necessarily think it's like a gift that everyone can have. That's mm-hmm. the most cynical, saddest no, way. No, this whole, I, I, I <laughs> Maybe just want to tell take. you. It might be a fresh take. This whole podcast was built on. Exploring that. Yes. This whole podcast was built on my idea of witnessing love and yeah, seeing love and knowing it. that yeah. it exists. Yeah. But and I felt believing. it and I feel it and I could talk about it. Yeah. I but I truly I talked about a lot of uh, false romances. And I guess my my hard opinion that it might be an unpopular opinion is that I do not think that everyone gets love. And I want everyone to. Me too. I want it to be a I thing. I want all those sad it, it made me emotional. I drink wine by myself and just think about it. And I don't know if anyone else does the fake interviews in your head. Do you do the fake interviews in your head? I don't. I never have. I My favorite improv game, though, when mm-hmm. I did improv was those fake inter- like the fake talk show ones mm-hmm. and the fake dating games I really yeah. like it when it's like so tell me about yourself and I get to play a character you mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah well and so I, I love the fake interviews for me I like to play as a character yeah. but not necessarily as myself I, I play them as myself it's yeah. I saw the funniest tweet where it was like levels of coping with trauma I can't even remember this tweet I just remember that the third level was rehashing your trauma pretending you're being interviewed on a late night show and I was like that's me a hundred percent ever since I was a kid I used to do fake interviews in my head in my head for me I've been watching those late night shows especially Conan I'd say Mm -hmm. of all of them I've been watching him pretty much my whole life Craig Ferguson was the first one that I really watched I like Craig a lot too that was me as a kid and my my mom and I used to watch my mom and sister and I used to watch the monologue together yeah and then after monologue sometimes I'd stay up late but monologue was usually like okay I have to be I have to be getting to bed soon well that being said I think that the celebrity interview portion of it always felt false to me Mm -hmm. when I was growing up I'd always be like whatever (laughs) like they're hitting the marks like I don't know mm-hmm. what it is I, I love interviews and I love podcasts I love yeah. people talking of real experiences but I don't feel like it's very real experiences that people share in those settings but it's just because so many eyes are on it I guess that's I don't very know. people true. don't want to be so honest well, but I, I feel yeah. refreshed by the the celebrities and whatever the actors writers producers that are on the show that are Choosing to be honest, yeah. I think, but it, for 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 whatever reason, I feel like they're being false for most of the part. I don't know. They're like, I took a selfie in the urinal with this guy. <laughs> I just watched that. Whatever. Uh, the guy who starred in Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my gosh, he Jamie was like, Dorman. Yeah. Is that his name? He was like, I took a I, I took a selfie right in the ass. urinal. Oh my god. And yeah, I was pretty fucking blaze. That's what he said. No, no, he didn't say that on Twitter. He was like, I, I had a, like us. He said this. He was like, I had a few drinks. but you know that's not true like I was like just I don't know people can't be I I would give money to see Conan O'Brien interview celebrities being themselves because for me it's just so many like (gasps) like everyone's just hitting their marks I feel like even the the actors and actresses that everyone's like Oh my god, they're so real. They're so real. They're they're not above. It. I think that even they are playing Most the of character. Them are. They're playing like the Chris character. Pratt. 
He's I, playing the character of a relatable. That's how fake I feel guy. about. That's how I feel about Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. I've never once Those thought that she was Those are the two people at authentic. the top of their game that are able to play the game. Yeah. And I think that no, no, I think that they both can be authentic. I'm, I'm always in. I always, you know, benefit of the doubt that these people really do have like, uh-huh. you know, the best interest in mind. Uh-huh. But it's so hard at that level. Those people in particular, mm-hmm. when they're like box office, yeah, sell sold out tickets because of their name. And they're just trying to be their best selves. Like it's, well, I, I think podcast, there's so much pressure. <laughs> I started this podcast because I loved the idea of because people I want to be Chris Pratt. I want to be Jennifer Lawrence. Well, I want to be. Yeah, I want to be. Um, I want to authentic. create a, a space where people feel comfortable being their authentic selves. But now I've advertised this podcast more, and I believe that Love Drunk has just hit 3,500 total downloads, which is absolutely insane to me because when I started this, I was like, hey, you know, if the only people who listen to this are my friends, then I'll be fine with it. Sounds like you have 3,500 friends, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, 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 oh my gosh, it's nuts. And obviously there are, there are podcasts. How long are each episodes? Lot. Are we windling down? Uh, every episode is about an hour and a half. So we record okay, anywhere okay. from an hour 40 to... We're still going strong, then. Yeah, we're still going strong. So I I started this thinking, if, if only my friends listen to it, then I'll yeah. be fine. And then it ended up getting more followers. And then I ended up creating the Facebook page and doing the little videos and posting those and, and trying to get it out there more. But it is a little terrifying because I sort of realized that this is kind of my diary going out to the world. When you said that earlier, you are talking about your diary. I never kept a diary. I'm curious what I thought at that age when I was so anxious and worried and ready. I used to. I didn't write. I, I called it a diary entry. I didn't have a, a, a book. I used to you type and stuff. Yeah, you keep the words. That's well, a diary. I used to have I used to have like legal pads, oh and anytime, God. yeah. Well, yeah. My it was hilarious. My dad was an attorney and also um, a hoarder, so we had. <laughs> I'm not kidding, guys. We had hundreds of legal pads That's, that my dad had just like hoarded, and it's very funny. low level. Not like our house was in. He would. Just, it, it was funny because he had my mom. I think and all he, legal pads are pretty standardized. Yeah, of course. I'm not thinking so, bougie legal pads. I'm thinking oh, yeah. regular, <laughs> regular old legal pads that he would just take from the office, thinking like, oh, we could use these. And it's funny because in my brain, I do the same thing where I'm like, I should save this box, and my mom's like, we'll get another box. I'm like, damn, you're right. But he had my mom, so fortunately he was a he had grown up a poor boy in Indiana, so he saved everything. And it was funny because my mom would talk about he'd save boxes, he'd save legal pads, he'd save everything. And then when he uh, wasn't home or when you know he was asleep, she would go and throw all these things away, or you know recycle them, whatever, give them away, put them in the goodwill bag, throw them away, etc. So she kept him from like saving all these things. So he had a hundred legal pads, and I used to get these legal pads, and I would anytime I was feeling um, an excess of emotion I would write it down sign it date it and then save it and so I have all of these moments in my life which is great I I wish I had kept more of a diary but it, it wasn't I could never keep up with it because I thought having a diary writing about the mundane things of everyday life I wasn't about that for me when I was in middle school trying to keep a diary because I thought that was so cool to do mm-hmm. at the time I would be caught up in trying to name my diary I always had like dear kitty 
Or like dear Maria. Isn't that what like Anne would, Frank named her diary? I, Kitty. Yeah, that's a great thing to bring up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm uh, I did not know that. No, that's actually very funny. I th- um, I I could to be totally wrong, but for some no, reason I, think that's I thought right. she okay. And for me at that age, I didn't understand Anne Frank's uh, you know context. Yeah, truly, I didn't understand <laughs> we the horrors of the Holocaust. Until I probably much honestly later heard it. And I was like, "Kitty's a great name for a diary." And, you know, like I didn't understand what she was going. That was through the extent time. that they. Had I was probably us. going through the opposite. No, but I always was caught up in naming my diary that I would never actually commit to it because I had like books, but mm-hmm. I never kept them because I knew that it was like two to three days worth of pages. Like I never. The fact that people have diaries and record of that time and experiencing love for the first time. Mm -hmm. I don't think I experienced love until college, though. Because, like, I didn't, like, middle school and high school, I was trying so hard to, like, understand it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I ever tackled it, you know? I didn't, never saying I understood it. I still don't. Um, (laughs) But um, never went head first towards it until college. Right. So you are, you talked about being maid of honor in your sister's yes. wedding. It's coming up. The Very impending soon. nuptials. Yeah. So that brings me to another question I have for you. Are you going to get married and can oh. I come? Oh my God. I think I will. It okay. was funny because um, I was thinking about it the other day that husbands or partners mm-hmm. do the shit you don't want to do. <laughs> Like, that's kind of the partnership yeah. of life that, like, you don't have to do it alone. Uh-huh. Whereas before I used to feel, you know, very open to the, you know, lifestyle that we're, we're at right now. I feel like as a society, you know, we're redefining everything. We're trying to find new ways to make marriage make sense again and all mm-hmm. that. That being said, it can be as simple as making your partner who you marry and pay taxes with uh-huh. do the shit you don't want to do. Yeah. So I'm not saying I'm trying to find a partner who's very, very into finances. But that being said, I don't understand it. And I would really like to never understand it and yeah. have them take care of our bank account. I don't know. I just think that love can exist in that realm of rationality. Yeah. I think that... Um, mar- mar- you- marriage would occur after that's been settled. That, right. And I can't, I can't remove that element of it. Mm-hmm. That being said, I can find the idea of finding a partner, not getting married, and actually love existing that's true and real mm-hmm. and beautiful. Yeah, I think But I think that- marriage will only occur if it's very rational in that way that I'm like, I see that we bring these strengths to the table, Steve. <laughs> but back to your wedding. Do you have any do you have any ideas in your head of Mine? like what you would want for your wedding or not? That's like you no, don't have to, but not one because okay. I plan events. That's right. kind of my main thing and when it comes to having had plan events that in my head, it's like, what's the next event? And I know for a fact a wedding isn't anytime soon. So, for, like, it will come up and maybe I will be excited about it when it happens or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I just find such, like, I was in middle school and my friend's mom was like, Shannon, you should plan weddings. That should be what you do. <laughs> like, she basically just told me that at, like, age 12. She was like... I think that you should be wedding planner when you grow up, but you just, like, I've always been very, uh, what is it? Organized? A, type A. Right. 
Uh, I've always been planning my fucking birthday parties to the most detailed moment and like the list mattered, you know? I'm like, I'm not going to invite Morgan. Uh, that wasn't even a code name. I'm like, I'm not going to invite Morgan because she made me mad that one time. I'm like, I'm not going to invite her. Oh my God. Uh, but my friend Jennifer's mom was just like, you should plan weddings when you're older. And I'm like, thank you. And then it's like, honestly, since then, it's like my wedding's never really been a part of that plan. Like, it's like I've always been planning events and things since, but uh-huh. I, I don't have any like... There's no, there's not one idea I have that I have to stick to. Like, I don't, because if it happened, like, I'm just so much on the string of, like, I cut this cord and it's never going to happen. But Mm -hmm. if it does, I'll, you know, it'll be a budget wedding and I'll make the most of it. And all my friends will have fun because it's literally my entire mission in life (laughs) is making sure my friends are having the most fun they can have. That's very true. But I don't think it would be because of my wedding. It's because I'm planning the event where they're eating food and dancing. That's like, it's very like, true. I just don't get caught up in the, 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 the that part of it where it's like, this is my special day. Shannon's a giver. To I'm a too tea. much of a giver. You were talking, I listened to Jordan's episode yesterday uh-huh. where y'all talked about your love language. Yes. And she said acts of service. Mm-hmm. And mine is gift giving. Yes. Which is very strange. It's a strange love language to have because you were just always thinking about other people's interests. It's Well, it's funny because the, the other day I was at your apartment. It was when we went out and you were not able to go out for whatever reason. You on weren't Friday? home. On Friday. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we were drinking at your apartment and Paige, your roommate, our good friend, she was like, yeah, we have these as mixers. I think this is Shannon's. And Nat and I were both like, Shannon would want us to have this. And it wasn't even us trying to be bratty, trying to be like, oh, we can have it. It's okay. Like, truly, in my brain, so, in my heart of hearts, I was like, if Shannon was here, I'm she so would give this to us. Because it's literally like, that's all I've been working towards is that my friends understand that you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like, that's literally my entire message. But also, like, we I, appreciate I it. You, we would thank never you, take you, you for granted. We would never just be like, oh, I can walk the fuck all over yeah, Shannon. Yeah, people but don't walk not, all over me. That's not it. If that's I'm not truly a pushover, not it, but I no. do want everyone to have the best time they can possibly yeah. have. Earlier this evening, I was like, oh, there's this dude that I might be interested in. <gasps> Shannon was like, I'll make it happen. I'll oh send that. I'll do it. And I was like, oh my God, classic Shannon. But I'm that's just a specific situation. Like... Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that being said, I do like to involve myself in people's love stories. I told Paige earlier, I was like, I do a good job of setting people up, but I've never successfully done it. Like no one's, you know, there's no lasting relationships. No one, it doesn't stick. But I do do a good job of putting two people together that uh-huh. are interested and it works for whatever, you know, two to three weeks. Like, I don't know. I'm not very, I'm very short term in my ability to keep it. Well, it's also funny because I just, I do this thing where I'm like, yeah, I'm interested in this person. And then you like put me in a room with them and I'm like nope abort mission nope never mind like I just get so like but that didn't happen the last time it happened the last time I introduced you to somebody it worked perfect do you want to go through it do we want to are we going to talk about codename number four that is true so Shannon did introduce me to a comedian whose name was codename number four and I texted her we were at this show yes she texted me she was like what and I was like I'll introduce you after the show Uh he was he was a cute boy and I texted her and said I have a crush on him and she said I'll introduce you after the show and then I went but then it was like moments of hesitation where I look at her and I look at him I look at her I look at him and I'm like I don't know 
Yeah, I didn't know if it was actually going to happen. And and she was like, go talk to him. And I was like, oh, I know, I can't. And so instead I stood five to six feet away from him and said, so how's, uh, how long are you in town for? (laughs) I'm very bad at that. But then that drew him into the conversation and then we started talking and it worked perfectly. And it was so natural after that and I could not wait for each update because I was like, wait, 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 what? Okay, so that very awkward intro worked. Uh Uh-huh. Unfortunately, it didn't go anywhere because... Um, hey, I think he that sucks, the, but the he doesn't story, suck. He's fine. It's just it, uh, I. You could look was, at it like the book's closed, or you could look at it like the book's open. For me, the book could be open, but I don't want you to. You can close the book. Like, I'm, I'm I think, agency I in think I've, I've closed. I've closed the book because I've got a lot of spite in me, and so if he was in yeah. town and tried to hit me and up, he's not in town. Uh, he's not in town. But if he was in town and was like, "Hey, I'm in town," I'd be like, "Sorry, who is this?" Because I did delete his number. Um, I deleted his number because drunk me can't be trusted. And I was going to text him and be like, if you didn't want to see me again, like, tr- I just don't trust myself. I, I don't know if I ever would have sent that. But I, I, I'm not kidding. Drunk me is a monster. And she. Sounds like a good podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah. Drunk me is a monster. <laughs> drunk me is a monster. The perfect soundbite. Yeah. Is, and so I go and do stupid things like add people on Facebook and slide into people's DMs and watch Snapchat stories that I shouldn't. And, you Watching know. Snapchat stories that you shouldn't, Instagram stories that you shouldn't. I'm like, if you have the time and patience to thumb through the hundreds to thousands of people that watch your Instagram stories, something is up. I'm like, but I guess some people are trying to avoid people and are maybe seeping through that just to find that one name and be like, <gasps> you know, but I oh, just think 100%, that. 100%. But for me, 100%, I think, I'm always yeah. checking up on who's watching my Instagram story. Oh, really? Always. Just so you know, hey, if you listen to this podcast, if I you if, if you watching. watch my Instagram story, I will know. And if that's too crazy for you, then whatever, that's fine. But there, uh, there was this one dude who I thirst followed on Instagram, straight up. What's a thirst follow? That's just like I was following Desire. him. Yes, I was following him, attempting to one day slide into his DMs. But it was this guy, and I was drunk. And I had no inhibitions, and um, I released my inhibitions as Natasha Bedingfield told me to do. I released my inhibitions. I did feel the rain on my skin. I followed him on Instagram and liked his most recent post. That's the move. Because then they're like, oh, it's not just a follow. It's a follow and a like. And so then I woke up to him having followed me back on Instagram. He watched all of my Instagram stories and so then I was like, cool, I'm going to slide into his DMs. But then he left me on red when I tried to slide into his DMs, but continues to watch all of my Instagram stories. What the fuck? Sounds like somebody who didn't even recognize the fact that they read that message. Honestly. I, I come from the camp that if people have not responded, mm-hmm. they are in some situation in which they can't respond. Like, I just, I yeah. don't know, but that's just me leaving the ball outside of their court. I look okay. at it like I'm playing tennis, and I just toss the ball outside the gates, and they're running into traffic to go pick up that tennis <laughs> ball, because that's what happened in Grapevine in South Lake, Texas. Is that yeah. We'd always throw the tennis ball outside of traffic. Um, that'd be, <laughs> I just don't put any pressure on other people to respond. That's the one, that's the part of, like, courtship that's, like, strange to me, is that I don't ever, mm-hmm. like... 
I don't fret over a no response. You know what I mean? That being okay. said, the last time we met up and talked about love, I was yes. very caught up in somebody not responding to me. Uh-huh. And that was new. Because <laughs> well, I just don't, I yeah. don't ever really worry about that stuff. And so it was very new to me to be like, why hasn't he texted me? <laughs> well, see, and it's, so I, I can give people the benefit of the doubt yeah. if it's just a conversation, if it's just me being when like, oh, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, if it is a direct question, because with codename number four, I had tried to start a conversation. He hadn't responded. And I was like, you know what? He's busy. He's doing shit. He's in town for a limited time. He's seeing friends. I texted him and said, hey, would you want to get together this week? And that was what he didn't respond to. And so at that point, I was like, okay, he's ghosting me. So it's, I don't ever think of people as like ghosting or people as just like straight up, you know, like I I never closed the door door until I ask a direct question about and what and 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 the word relationship is so heavy but I mean like anybody has a really you and I have a relationship because we are friends so it's it's any anybody you relate to it's a relationship well I look at as connection because I often don't really define it in terms of friendship relationship we're friends yes but I'm like oh we connected okay (laughs) so so connections the the time where I look at it and go you are not interested in this connection any longer is when I ask a direct question about like can we go out again or not or not there have been times where I've texted dudes being like I really like you I hope that's okay or I really like you I would like to see you again because I am a very emotional girl yeah I'm very in touch with my emotions my my mother taught me to use I feel when you because statements I speak very openly about these things my mom didn't ever encourage it (laughs) see it's it's so so sometimes and I was just talking to it's hilarious I'm bringing up all these friends that were on the podcast Chance Stewart first episode of the podcast I think this is like a great way for other if you're just listening to mine because you're such a fan of mine uh-huh um you should go listen to chances you should listen to jordan's you should listen to madry's you should listen to Paige, Paige. Natalie. you should listen to all these episodes <laughs> they're all our friends they're all great we wouldn't be friends with them if they weren't if they weren't great but chance was talking to me about how he's a very like live out loud person he's mm-hmm. he 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 is i'm pretty laugh out passionate. Loud myself. <laughs> he is passionate about life and very straightforward about things and so i said something like i think that it freaks people out that i and so much like, hi, I like you. I want to spend time with you. Yeah. He goes, it's very stupid. I feel like people are weirded out by that. Men are weirded out by that sometimes because you are a girl, which is stupid. It's yeah. a very stupid. I've always come from the camp that direction is better than no direction. Oh, yeah. And so I love to make it clear to somebody where I'm mm-hmm. trying to direct things. I I don't try to ever beat around the bush. Yeah, I also like I, yeah I would like I try to be as clear as possible, and mm-hmm. I think that's great that you are. Yeah, I also and it takes me a little while, and I do get nervous when I talk to people or text people, and if I have friends around, I'm like, what do I say to this? Like, what do I respond? Like, how do I, you know? Because you always try to be on your best behavior in the beginning. But once it gets to the point, like Bumble Boy, I, I never, when I, I was... I've never drifted. I've never had a point where it's like, I'm going to be like sloppy though. What is it, the best behavior at the beginning? Like, I feel like I'm like, I'm best behavior daily basis. Like, I mean, I that's up. true. That's true. But I think that in the beginning, I always try to seem like cool girl. Like, not too okay. eager. 
putting myself out there exactly you don't want to seem too eager like for example codename number four i said i i told him that i was like you were great tonight when's your next show in la and then i was talking to my friends and i was like would it be too much to say i can't go to this but i'd love to see you again and they're like no that's good like that's that's just you know it's not like i i don't want to immediately ask you out after I message you once like that's weird so you you want to seem cool aloof but then uh once I had been dating Bumble Boy for like a while once we had been talking and seeing each other you know a few weeks in I was like hey I understand that you're busy I know you have stuff going on but I like you and I want to spend time with you and so that's it's more of I wouldn't do that maybe I don't know if 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 I don't, I I can't really say for sure, but I feel like if I hung out with someone for one night, I probably wouldn't be like, I want it. Well, it's easier to be direct with people that you actually have a genuine connection with. Yeah. Whereas the people that you don't have that connection with, Mm -hmm. you kind of feel the necessity to skirt around it. Yeah. And not say how you really feel. Yeah. Which is the core of it. You're always trying to be cool girl, I feel. I always, I am sure, I'm always trying to be. You as in general, you. I'm always trying to be cool girl, well, in the sense of like, everyone feels best. Like, like Mm -hmm. it's like cool girl in the sense that we, as a collective, in this connection, feel good about what happened. Like, I I don't know. I just hate to leave people in the dark and not make it clear Mm -hmm. to them that. I feel a different way than what they thought I felt. Well, when I was uh, hanging out with Zane, Zane and I were hooking up for a couple months. You know, whatever. He he was a friend of a friend. And I told him, and this was when I was 19, I told him that I liked him. And so in my brain, after we had, like, we're, we had hooked up, I was, you know, we were... Where were we at? We were... We were hanging out there in the bed and I you know he said something like what are you thinking or like what's on your mind or whatever I and think I it's said, a, the funniest thing to lean on what are you what's on your mind oh my god I used to ask that question all what, the fucking time what's on it's, your mind right now and then the funniest thing is when you <laughs> ask that and the, you yeah it's like I did not expect that <laughs> and I'm like oh my god my mom and dad always said don't ask a question you don't want the answer to <laughs> <laughs> So, so we were laying there. What's and, on your mind, sweetheart? He, <laughs> he asked me, like, what are you thinking about? And I was like, I really, really like you. And um, I sensed hesitation very well, and I felt the extra millisecond pause. And I was like, something's up. And my friends were like, you are crazy. Like, no, no. it's fine. So, and then he, he goes, so I say, I really like you. I really like you too. And in that space, I was like, nope, something's up, something's wrong, something's weird. And all my friends were like, well, he told you he really liked you too. That's all you can take but from it. And I was time. like, you right. But the time, the the phrasing, the if breath that's the perfect, took, uh If that's not the perfect example of what bad timing can be. Exactly. Though. Because if people hesitate, it's hard to believe them. Yeah. And so, and so then later, he 
you know, after we had talked and I always say I told him all my secrets and then he told me he didn't want to be with me, which is kind of true. He, I told him a lot of really personal stuff. The best thing like, you can do is give them everything about you as, you know, blackmail yeah. and then have them walk away. Oh, truly. And I'm then only he goes, saying that from experience. He, he goes, I should have told you earlier, but I'm not looking for anything serious right now. And I was pissed. And that's kind of when I realized that there are times when you are not on the same page with a person where you can say, and and I, I break this down to men and women, which might be problematic as a whole, but in my experience, when I tell a man, boy, guy, whatever, when I tell them I really like you, I think of it as, I really like you, let's take this to the next level. And well, they yeah. think of it as, I really like you too, let's keep things the same. And so that's an, an interesting, it's just like a language barrier maybe and so so now I'm well, sort I look of realizing at it at, without gender that the people who are more experienced are able to be the guide regardless of who's making the offer you know okay. what I mean yeah because but that being said I've never been in a relationship that hasn't occurred between a man and a woman but I'm mm-hmm. just saying that I, I just think that whenever somebody's more experience they have the ability to impress what should happen you know what I mean because mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't had a lot of agency in a lot of the relationships or in love that I've had experienced in my life but it's because the other person had more experience than me and has been like you know like they've been <laughs> able to force their ability you know their yeah. force their desires upon mine because they had more leverage in that you know what I mean yeah and everybody brings their past experiences yeah. to the table and and with me whether they like never, it or not yeah me never having dated someone at that time yeah. at the time well I mean even now but like at the time I was sort of like you know this person says that they really like me and I believe that that will lead to a relationship whereas you know Zane obviously was like I'm hooking up with this girl and and we like each other but you know, that doesn't mean anything, you know? I don't like it's... divided time. I don't like it when there's people who have, you know, experiences that occur on a Saturday and then they see me on Sunday, you know? <laughs> it's like I can see it in your eyes and honestly, I feel cheated. And it's not like we were even dating. Um, hate I just, that. I, hate that when me... the boy that I'm not dating is flirting with some other person. I'm like, hello, you're supposed to be in love with me. Tell me what? about it. Oh my god. about it. That's yeah. what's happening with Edgar on a daily basis. Which one's Edgar? Oh, okay. I see it. You see the initials. I see the initials. I like how you did initials. It keeps it a little more anonymous. Yeah, I was, well, the first time I, yeah, code names with the first letter mm-hmm. was a little bit confusing, but honestly, oh, no, no, there's a couple with the same letter. Okay. I, was like, I did same letter just because I knew I was going to have to use this code list for a while. Of course, obviously, uh, code name number four, Bumble Boy and Child Bride are not. That, that's not, well, actually, technically, oh, I'm revealing something. Bumble Boy, his name does begin with a B, but, uh. None of the my code names begin with the same. I just thought it would be too confusing because I have to continue to use these code names for. It's funny you say that because my code names can are very moving, <laughs> but I think I have the issue where I have, I have the ability to fall in love on a daily basis and that the people I like and have crushes on and feelings towards, well, it's always moving. It's a moving list. It's never very much the same. I wish I was more like that. I wish I was more like falling in love on a daily basis. Because I feel like mine are fewer and further between. I mean, I think that as I have gotten older, it's been better. Because when I was in like high school and college, I would go 
not kidding. I would go like a year or more without having a crush feelings? on a single boy. Yeah, without having a feelings. Because I, my first year of college, uh, I brought up Randall earlier. I didn't even really have like feeling feelings for Randall. I was just always aware that he was hot and a good kisser, you know? <laughs> I was very much like... Wanting to be involved. Yeah, yeah. Like he... I, But I wasn't like me plus Randall forever. But you know, like my... That's similar to how I got into my relationship with Douglas. Okay. That I never once was like writing his name on a piece of paper yeah. like I want to date him up. But it was uh-huh. like I didn't. I had this idea of his reputation that was always lingering. Like I never. Yes, like, his reputation. I never dropped. I never dropped the idea that he could be a possibility, uh-huh. but I wasn't pursuing him. In yeah. Any way. Um. So, so I think that Zane was the last guy that I really. Well, there was another boy, but he doesn't even have a code name because he doesn't really matter. But, <laughs> but, but Zane was the one that I really felt something for, and then I went through my whole freshman year without really having like a crush. On anyone, and then the next one I can't after even that, imagine. I have a crush on a daily basis. But that's the thing, and then like my soft my my second year at UT, I had the biggest crush on Derek, and that was like a big deal because that was my first like college crush. And then I didn't have, and then after Derek, it was Julian, and that wasn't until like my last semester Later. of college. No, my so, crushes yeah, are. I, I don't have code names for all of them. I only really have code names for the relationships where there's stories I guess mm-hmm. but no I have a crush every day I meet a man and I'm like are they single <laughs> <laughs> like I just like giggle around it I'm like honestly if they smile a lot it's usually enough mm-hmm. I'm like are they smiling they don't really even have to have a sense of humor I'm like are they happy <laughs> are they genuinely ready for you know happiness to happen they see that the more happy you are the more happy you attract you know mm-hmm. like that's all I'm checking in my head and enough men are Able in, in that boat, but that's too many crushes to count at this point of men who are just like, <laughs> happy to be here. <laughs> See, so I so I will say that as I have gotten older, I have, I have been a little more open to crushes. And yeah. also, I've realized that you don't have to have a, you don't have to want to date someone you have a crush on. Yeah. You know, you that's can my just have trip. a crush on someone. Yeah, and I think that I never really try to next step the crushes. I Uh think that I will leave a man in limbo in that way for a (laughs) while. That it's like, I'll just continue to feel these feelings from afar for however long as I can. (laughs) Like, I'll just, like, let that star burn out later. (laughs) My last job in Austin, I had a crush on a guy, and I wasn't... And it was... He was my work crush, and I filed him under... Work crush. Yeah, work crushes are hard. Work crushes, it's... So work crushes only work if if you... I think that there are exceptions to the rule, obviously. I feel like 99% of the time, nothing should happen between you and a work crush. Because then that ruins the work crush. I want to be the 1%. I, everyone wants to be the 1%. Everyone wants to be the 1% of you have something with your work crush and then it, it, it turns into a relationship. One of my friends who worked at the same job had a baby with the guy she like hooked up with someone from work and then they ended up having a baby and now they're together and they're very happy so do believe that work crushes can work but I feel like 99% of the time all my work crushes have been 100% delusional (laughs) they're never gonna work but the fact that they're there and have all of the features that I find Mm -hmm. attractive are enough for me to be satisfied like I'm like I know that 
it won't exist outside of these walls, but I will mm-hmm. continue to daydream. I have had, so so my most recent work crush, I mean the, the recent work crush I had at the last job that I worked in Austin, I never thought about him when I wasn't working, unless I was like, you know, talking to other coworkers that knew about this work crush. I never thought about him when I wasn't working. But if I came in and saw that, like, I wasn't working with him, I was, like, so mad. Just because I was, like, fucking, what am I, how am I supposed to spend the day, you know? There were times where I'd pick up last-minute doubles because I, like, would want to see him. And it's just, and it was so stupid. He was such a jackass, but he was always, like, so nice to me. And, like, we'd flirt and it was just fun. And he had a girlfriend, like, a serious girlfriend. That's the thing that I found is the most challenging in Mm -hmm. those ways is that some men have relationship outside these walls can, and, and are truly, trying to play with you because they can and, the, and they, they think can. they can and then they make you mad in the process yeah that's a example number one of cameron my most re, my most recent crush uh-huh i think cameron has stuff going on outside of work <laughs> but it's so it's so interesting because i would look at it and i would be like if i was his girlfriend and i knew about like the things that he I can't would... get in the girlfriend's head. That's never... funny that you brought that up in that way. Well, yeah. So if I was he... his girlfriend, I'd be fucking pissed. That's the thing is, I would be pissed. And he never. I want to make it clear. He never said anything explicit to me. Like he never made me feel uncomfortable. I had in any the way. I look up and down. I had the I'm standing next to you and your bod looks good. Check out. And then I googled, does this man have a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I googled it. I think the worst thing, worst quote unquote, that ever happened is that I was giving him his uh, check from a table because we had had to clear the table and seat someone, so I kept it in the host stand. And I pulled out his check, and then when I was closing the drawer, I accidentally slammed my finger in the drawer, and I gave him his his check, and I was like, I want you to know I slammed my finger in the door for you, in the drawer, and he goes, hey, thanks for getting slammed for me. And that was like probably the most explicit it ever got. Truly, nothing bad, me, very harmless. Cameron, but I was still just like, if I was your girlfriend and I knew that you were making eyes at me and saying that, I'd be so pissed at you. I'd be so pissed. I'd stand on the tables because the calendar's above a table. So uh-huh. basically the table's the ladder to get there. Right. And he came up to me and he's like, can I spot you? <laughs> and I was like, oh. And so then like it became this like, okay, you can stand there and watch me not fall or you can touch my butt right now. <laughs> like, it was like, um, what? Like, it was like, I don't know. I was very uh, eager to find out if that was a, a single man asking me if he could yeah. spot me or a, a man who is in a relationship. <laughs> I was like, it was very awkward. Anyway. So speaking of relationships, I have to ask you about your favorite love song, your favorite <gasps> breakup song. Okay, I thought about this. Can they be covers? Yes, of course. Of course. I thought that the answer would be yes. Yeah. Okay, so both of them are covers. (laughs) Okay. It's very silly, but I will say the original and the cover. Okay. My favorite breakup song is I Will Survive. Okay. I used to have a karaoke machine that had however many songs, and Mm -hmm. on it was I Will Survive and Love Shack. Oh, my god. And those two songs were my favorite freaking songs to sing mm-hmm. and um my friend recently was helping me through my breakup mm-hmm. and she was like have you heard of i will survive by cake and i was like no like i was like i don't know what you're talking about and then i played it and i was like oh my god like it's like the freshest take on this old song that i used okay. to love and admire i knew every word to it mm-hmm. and it was so 
invigorating to me. Like I listened to it with fresh ears and I was like, I will, I, I don't know. I will survive is really powerful, very well written. Okay. And I was very happy to, and the cake cover is just so dang good. Dang. I'll have to listen to that. I haven't I heard it. I will survive. <laughs> no, I will send you the link. Um, Please do. But my favorite love song is When I Get You Alone. <laughs> I don't like the Robin Thicke version as much as okay. the Glee cast version. Oh, my god. With Darren Chris. Okay. Uh, Darren, I watched a Barry Potter musical. Same? Be- no, before okay. Whoa. there was 500 views on the video. Damn. Someone went to college with the person who was a producer or whatever okay. in it, posted on Facebook in 2009. When I was on Facebook since 2008, if okay. that says how early Facebook was at that time. Uh-huh. And they're like, look at this college musical. And I watched the whole thing uh-huh. twice in a row. And I was like, what did I just watch? Like, I literally woke up like, <gasps> and Darren Chris became like the love of my life that night. And the fact that he got as many opportunities as he has since has been astounding to yeah. me. I think I watched... When he was on Glee, it was amazing. I think I watched a Harry Potter musical. It was the summer before my junior year of high school, which would have been like... Yeah, it was early. It was 2000, 2008 2009 or 2009. Or it was 2009, yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't he say was it was one of then. the... I, I wouldn't say that I was one of like the first by any... I, I did I don't mean watch to, it. I don't no, mean no, to. No, no, I, no. But I, I totally understand. Because I, I, I heard um, somebody that I used to know by Gautier... <sighs> Very early on, before it was playing on the radio. That's one of those songs that I didn't have anyone I used to know when uh-huh. I listened to it. Oh, same. And now I have so many people I used to know. You know, what's funny is that my <laughs> brother and sister at two different times, my brother was engaged at one point. When that song was at the height of its popularity. Somebody he, I used to know. Yeah, so he had had an engagement that had, that had broken off. So they had he had asked her to marry him and she said yes and then a bunch of stuff happened and they ended up breaking off their engagement. And what was so interesting to me is that my sister had also just ended a relationship that was a casual relationship, I guess. Like she wanted it to be something more but then the girl was like, I don't think we're compatible. And on two separate occasions, I was in the car with my brother and with my sister separately. Just me and my sister, just me and my brother and both of them when somebody that I used to know came up on the radio, my sister was like, oh, this reminds me of this girl for this reason. And then my brother was like, this reminds me of his ex-fiance for this reason. And they were two totally different reasons, but they both related to the song. And it was hilarious because I loved the song, but there was not a single person that I used to know, you know? I didn't have somebody that I used to know. I totally know so many people I used to know at this point. Uh-huh. At they this- list all their code names mm-hmm. right now. I don't know. That's, I think that that's the hardest thing about me uh, and breakup songs is that a lot of them are are very maybe relationship-oriented to the point where it's like, you used to do all these things, you used to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I mean, like, we were never actually dating. Like, I need a I song about I will survive is very that... good in that way okay. because it's far more about what you're thinking rather than the actions of the other person. Okay, cool. Because I think that song, I will survive. It's like, uh-huh. it's getting, it gets in your head. It's very well written mm-hmm. because it talks about how you're feeling rather than how that person made you like feel. oh remember all the things that we used to do and it's like okay we didn't do any of these things but yeah yeah you know, those songs yeah. stink whenever it's so yeah something that you know it's very it's it, all relationships and love are very complicated mm-hmm. and i do love the universal truths of a lot of motown in particular like mm-hmm. that the era of 
when it wasn't about selling hits and people and mm-hmm. icons and social media and all that, when the songs were very, spoke for themselves. That it didn't have to be about relating to everybody, but it it did have to do with you know the empowering truths of life. I think a lot of love songs. I think that before nowadays are very able to pick up on the nuance of yeah. how you feel and not make you feel as little. Uh, fucking Kesha songs and stuff. You know, I'm like, I just don't know what's going on. I think that a lot of new music is very very personal, which is great, and I do love it. Like. I do love the song All Too Well by Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. However, it is so detailed and so specific. Yeah, it's like I'm not, I don't I live on a can't... yacht. Well, it's, it's, it's just so specific to her relationship where it's like, yeah, we're driving down the, the street and we'll we're dancing in the refrigerator. Style. We'll never go I dated Harry Styles. You know, so it's, um, but All Too Well is very specifically, like, it's so detail-oriented. Understand, I think that the lyrics are so beautiful, and I do love that song so much. The first time I heard it, I was like, how am I supposed to relate to something so fucking specific? Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe I'm also at fault because I write I write spoken word poems that, that are so fucking specific to particular people. But it, they're also blown up so far out of proportion where there are some times where I'm like, I never want the person who this poem is about to hear this poem because I am specifically dramatizing it for this poem and you weren't that important to me. But it wouldn't, it would be weird if I wrote a poem about like, and I kind of feel a little bit this way. Poems are very like, I feel so much this way, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that makes I sense. I do but. understand that being said, I've never written any poetry. I didn't think I could ever write poetry and then I no. and then I just did it. That's not the attitude to have. I feel capable of doing it. I just mm-hmm. haven't applied myself in that way. I definitely want to get versed. I uh was meaning to borrow some books today from a friend that was moving into her new place. I was like, I'll borrow some books when I'm doing that, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I wanna read more poetry because I think it will help uh I don't know it will complement my interest in rap that was my main logic is that when I'm listening to music I really really like listening to rap okay uh like Hardy B right now is very much my mm-hmm. uh, top played okay and I think that there's something to poetry that I have not um engaged enough in that will I don't know be enlightening that I think it will be very I don't know it will get me out of my head and get into others I, I love rhythm. I love rhyme. Mm-hmm. And I think that poetry and rap are very um, important and powerful in that way to make you feel less alone and and make you feel fucking good with these sick beats. Yeah. I did have one person say, <laughs> they listened to a poem that I had written and they were like, Charlotte, you could have bars. And I was like, what? And they're like, you could, if you applied yourself, like you could have bars. And I'm like, no, I couldn't. What's a bar? Like rap, like a, like, like verses basically. They're like, you could have bars. Like, because you write this poetry, you could write rap. And I'm like, you are fucking crazy. I am the smallest, whitest girl. Not the smallest, but you know, like the, I am like a, like you are crazy. I am a small white girl. I do not understand how you could think the that. The only wrong way to go about rap is the way Iggy Azalea did, <laughs> which is to be a white woman that's like, I'm a fucking rapper. So in my head, you can be whatever you want to be, whoever you are, if you mm-hmm. have the desire to and the ideas to back it up. Effing go for it. I, I, I love don't. it how I half censor myself. Half the time I'm saying fucking, and half the time I'm saying effing. Uh huh. Dang, damn, darn. 
I love saying, I've started saying this more, where I'll say, gosh darn heck, like as a joke. And then in, you know, the next sentence I'll say, I'll say, um, I'll say, (laughs) my two favorite phrases right now are fuck ass and shit dick. Like, I'll just be like, no, this fuck ass. Or I'm just like, yeah, he was acting like a shit dick. I just got a thesaurus app just to get me out of the mindset of the words that I usually uh say. But I love saying like, how the gosh darn heck, like as a joke, like I'll, I'll be, I'll be mostly joking. And I'm just like, how the gosh darn heck am I supposed to park on this street? Or like, how the gosh darn heck do you want me to go 30 miles over in the, in the speed limit in this intersection? Like you're honking at me as if gosh darn heck. I'm not already going like 15 miles over the speed God limit. God damn hell. Yeah. God damn my my mom is very anti like taking the lord's name in vain yeah she's pretty liberal but she doesn't like it when i say jesus christ or she'll be like jesus has nothing to do with it i'm like okay you're right or um goddamn she doesn't like she doesn't like goddamn so i've started saying gd uh just for her i've been saying gd since high school um and then honestly to stop myself from saying like goddamn sometimes i say good damn i'll say good damn or gd or gosh darn heck for me I know that if God is up there, he's damning something. <laughs> so who am I to be judged for describing that? <laughs> the thing that I'm describing could be the thing that he's damning. God damn all those sinners. Yeah. So now that we're talking about damning all the sinners, I do have a final question for you. The final question. My final question for you is, Shannon Cloud, what does love feel like? What does love feel like? Love feels like you can tell that person anything. What's that feeling, though? Because it's the action. Love feels like, yeah, it's like you don't have any tension in your muscles. I don't know. It's Because I feel like I've been pretty tense since because I've been very much out of love. I don't really... Yeah. I have love for all the friends I have out here. I have love for the situations I've been in, but I haven't been in love since I moved to Los Angeles. And I've been very like, oh, I just need to relax my back. You know, like I just, with love, it's just like you don't have extra stress in those muscles. Mm-hmm. And you do, you don't have to go to the gym. <laughs> because the person who loves you, you know. They love you no matter what. They love you no no, I'm not trying to get fit to get, fall in love again. But I am saying I'm trying to get fit so that my back isn't in as much pain. Oh my gosh. Because you're just so relaxed. You can lay, you can sleep on that person and it not be painful. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I think it's just the ability to be a fully relaxed and not, you know, bring extra stress, the stuff of the day, out, you know, in, into the environment with that person because you're in love and you don't have to be bogged down by other things. You have a weightlessness, an ability to fly, and it's beautiful. I've had love before. That's and it awesome. was good. It fizzled out and one of them fucking ruined it um, <laughs> by lying to me for a few months. But Ooh, whatever, Douglas, you're, if you're whatever, listening, whatever, Douglas. You know who honestly, you are. Douglas, you know who you are. Uh, it, what you said reminds me of this thing that uh, Jordan used to have us do before. I was in a play that she directed, and it's it's a move where you like put you stretch your arm. I need to ask her exactly how to do it because I've kind of forgotten it. You stretch your arm one way and take like three deep breaths, and then you like put it up and put it. You you move your arm in this position, and then after you're done, 
your arm is so relaxed that if you look at your shoulders, one is up so much higher than the other. And you realize just how tense, like, your shoulders I'm are. I'm so tense. Yeah. And so I feel I like... I feel like when love comes back into my life, mm-hmm. I'll be like, um, Charlotte, let's record the pot again. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm definitely in limbo. Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't felt love in a while. I feel that it definitely... I know it exists. Yeah. And I'm excited for my sister's wedding. And I, I listen to your pod. It gives me strength. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, I love the pod because I get to talk to people who are in love and it's beautiful and then I get to hear people that are in the same boat as me where you're just sort of in this limbo of like, will I ever find it? And that also, you know. That being said, I know that if you have the desire to, you will. Mm -hmm. It's very, I don't know, challenging in my opinion to not find love. If you're looking, it's sure as heck will present itself i don't know that's just how i feel that's the optimism in me that it's like if you want to fall in love i don't know put your arms wide open you know (laughs) go go on one of those dating naps and figure it out i don't know i just feel i feel i'm not saying i'm ready for love in any Uh way but i do know that it does exist and if you're looking it is possible I am, I'm, oh my gosh, there has been a while where I've been, honestly, since after Codename Number 4, I'm like, I gotta fucking take a break for a while. So I haven't been on the apps, and it's been painful, because I've been like, I, I wanna, deleted like, my I apps wanna... too, I didn't, I, I like mm-hmm. the, um, I, le- I really like texting, I think it's, yeah, I think it's nice, I don't know, some people are very averse to that form people, of communication. People, there are some people that are not good texters, and I personally don't understand that, and I, I would hope that if I found someone that they not even that they once again I will say this again I don't think that people have to be accessible 24 7 yeah I don't I I don't want them to be you know it's shoot me a text saying you're thinking of me or just (laughs) like you know oh like send me a meme send me like a funny yeah I like out of the blue related text I like it because I'll text people on their birthdays and send them a gift but like I'll think about the gift I'm not just sending them a birthday gift like like for me I'm just trying to Make connections and make people happy. And I think if someone also has those desires, like, they usually are pretty good at texting. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's funny I to me when you meet able, a guy and they're yeah. like, yeah, I don't like texting. And it's like, I don't know if you know how communication goes down nowadays. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's it, my dude. Either we're texting. Hey, but if also if he's like, I'm just going to call you instead, then cool. Great. Yeah, if there's no, I like communication just in I general. Just, yeah. That's why texting I'm open towards. Yeah, but if they're like, oh, I'm not going to like, communicate. I'm like, don't. I love I don't that. Like that. That's my favorite red flag is when a guy is like, <laughs> I don't know how to communicate. I'm like, I don't know how to continue this conversation. My favorite red flag is, <laughs> yeah, I'm just so busy right now. That's it the worst so red flag. I, I, yeah, I read through, I read through a few. I was very naive recently. But now I feel better than ever and ability to Amazing. read those red flags. Yeah. I put the glasses on. I took the red fucking pill and I'm ready to <laughs> I'm ready to understand this man. I love it. This man movement. Shannon, thank you so much for being here. Thank I you had for a having blast. Me. This is wonderful. I had a blast and a half with you. Follow Love Drunk on Instagram and Twitter at Love Drunk Pod. You can follow me on Instagram at OCharlotteRose. You can follow me on Twitter at OCharrose. Do you have anything to plug? I produce a weekly stand-up comedy show called Good Heroin if you're in Los Angeles. 
It is so good, guys. Every time I go, I haven't been able to go in the last couple weeks, and I've felt so sad because every like time I go, don't ever feel sad. I want you to come when you want to come. Well, I know, but it's every time I go, I have such a great time that when lovely. I am not able to go, I am sad about it because I know that I'm missing a great time. That being said, I'm there every week, and gosh darn, I'm having a great time. Truly, it it is it is one of the top comedy shows in Los Angeles. It is. It is truly, so, and I feel so blessed that I have someone who is on the inside, because I went and was just like, oh, this is just a really fun show, and then I found out that it's like very, very top tier, and I was like, oh, cool, like, well, I feel very lucky. There's been twice now that other people have said this to me, but I also experienced it, that during an interview, mm-hmm. I brought up Good Heroin, and the adult person of esteemed position agreed and was like good heroin's the best show in town i was like wait what i was like i didn't mean to bring it up to name drop but that was very cool so i am very excited it is very well known Mm -hmm. and um my name's shannon cloud but my at is cloud shannon so Mm -hmm. and i have a website called laughoutcloud.com that it shares no more information than what's been shared So follow her on Instagram at Cloud Shannon. I also recently did an episode of our good friend Paige Smith and Chance Stewart's podcast, A Horrible Pod. I got to watch the movie that I love, one of my favorite horror movies, Final Destination, with them, and we did a little podcast. So definitely check them out at Horrible Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I and... told them to have me on as a guest when they watch the new Slender Man movie. Ooh, I said that I would okay, love to cool. be a guest because I am an expert in Slender Man world. So definitely check out at Horrible Pod. I never said it out loud, I will say. It's... However many times you've tried to say it out loud, I've never once said I'm it like choking on it, honestly. I've said it so many times, but definitely check that out. But yeah, that's that's it for us. So for Shannon Cloud and Charlotte Rose at Love Drunk, all thank I have to you. say is, yes, thank you so much for being here. And all I have left to say is, be loved and stay drunk, my friends. Okay, we love you. Good night. Oh.